The cancel mob is not just stopping at statues and colonial representations of America. No, now it's proclaiming that whites cannot experience racism. Let's go ahead and break down that misconception and tell you why this is actually dangerous for the left's own goals. That's coming up right now. Wink said you lived in a trailer with your mom. <laughs> but we ain't believe him. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Your boy is Ro here. Hope everybody's enjoying their Wednesday evening. So I wanted to start off this discussion by pointing out some data and facts. That seems to be a good beginning point. As you can see here, according to this FBI resource, whites tend to experience 20% of the hate crimes. So in other words, out of all the hate crimes, anti-white hate crimes make up about 20.1% of those hate crimes that occurred. African Americans leading the way there with 47 or so percent. So there's no question that African Americans experience racist hate crimes, but so do white Americans. That is a thing in a multicultural country, and dismissing that is a dangerous, slippery slope. And I'm going to explain why. Let's hash out a couple of the definitions here. So they talk about systemic racism. Well, let's define what that means. Wait a second, that's a little bit hard to define actually, but the next best thing is institutional racism. So let's go ahead and go with that. A form of racism which is embedded as normal practice within society or an organization, it can lead to such issues as discrimination and criminal justice, that's important, employment, housing, healthcare, political power, and education among other issues. So let's start right there. There's no question that black Americans have experienced systemic racism or institutional racism throughout our contentious history, and so have other people of color. There is such a thing as interpersonal racism. Let's go ahead and find out what that means because it's an important factor here that a lot of people in these discussions are not talking about or including. Interpersonal racism is a component of individual level racism and has been defined as, quote, directly perceived discriminatory interactions between individuals, whether in their institutional roles or as public and private individuals. Interpersonal racism can occur, can occur in a wide variety of venues and can be communicated through a range of attitudes and actions. These actions and attitudes can include acts of social exclusion, stigmatization, unfair treatment, and or threats and harassments. So this seems to be something the left is saying people of color are unable to do or participate in. That is just a complete lie. It's a misconception. Of course, people of color can wield, quote, attitudes and actions. They can act socially exclusionary, stigmatize, and treat people unfairly. Of course we can do those things. All right, folks, so now that we have those two terms defined, we talked about the hate crime statistics, let me mention an important part about institutional racism, the employment part. So we know that corporations have a big power wielding ability. In fact, we would say that sometimes they influence our system, our systemic institutions. They have a big, big power influence in that. So with that being said, real estate and housing is a big part of our markets. Well, 
Did you know that Chinese foreigners actually own and control 25% of our real estate markets? So when we see housing discrepancies targeted against minorities, we have to remember that statistical number that foreigners from China actually own a lot of real estate here in the United States. They control a lot of it. Housing, how the pricing is going to go up or down or where the direction is going to go with the real estate market. So that starts to blur the lines between this solely an exclusionary white power structure when you start dissecting all of the levels of power that exist in our society, especially when we're a free market driven society, folks. That's an important context, but it leads to a bigger point that I want to make, and that is the employment part. There is actually a very big contention between the Hispanic community and the black American community. And it's very much logical, actually, if you think about it. Why? Because black Americans predominantly were the majority in the uh, unskilled labor or food market. But now that the demographics are changing and the Hispanic American population is growing, they're entering those markets and black Americans are seeing them as a direct threat to their jobs. But not only that, we're sharing the spaces that we live in because because of those jobs that we're getting as Hispanic Americans, we're living amongst black Americans in these cities and in towns and our cultures tend to clash. And out of that, this is all outside of the boogeyman white power infrastructure. Because of that, what's happening with these clashes is that there's bigotry developing there. There is racism, interpersonal racism developing there. Let's go back to the definition and see. Quote, communicated through a range of attitudes and actions. There are attitudes and actions that are happening between the black Americans and the Hispanic Americans who are now sharing spaces, living in the same communities, working at the same places. And yet, even amongst people of color, there is examples of social exclusion. Black Americans who, yes, are sharing the same communities as Hispanic Americans tend to only segregate with themselves, self-segregation. They do not want to share those cultures. In fact, they see them as a hostile threat to their jobs, their way of life. So this all happens. This is repeated amongst different communities of different backgrounds and minority groups. All of this tension in these communities that are sharing these spaces can lead to bigotry and acts of hate crimes. That is just a reality and it's driven by the data and facts. And this, folks, is why I say it's dangerous for the left because it's almost counterintuitive to some of their other narratives of classism. Classism is a big driver here because, as we're seeing by other statistics, white poor folks who are impoverished are having to move in to places where they share spaces, jobs, schools with people of color, whether it be black Americans or Hispanic Americans. That's another problem there that similarly is equal to the one I just talked about earlier where tensions rise, cultures clash, and that usually leads to bigotry and acts of hate crime from maybe even black Americans who do it against these white people who are being economically driven out of, say, more affluent neighborhoods down to lower class neighborhoods, especially with this pandemic that has driven unemployment way up, especially with a lot of the actions that are happening now and the political climate. And another point, folks, it's a slippery slope for the left as well, because now we have to calculate spectrums. 
because Asian Americans are predominantly better represented and wield a little bit more power in this system, can it, is it fair for me as a Hispanic male to then say, well, the Asian American, because I'm lower in the totem pole, is more oppressive of a race than any other Hispanic male or female or person in my community group or lower under me, perhaps the black American or the Native American. So that means that I cannot be racist against Asian Americans because they wield more economic social power than my race and my minority. See, it's you start almost self discriminating against your own self and other minorities at least that's my personal opinion and perspective folks so let's put a little bit of historical context in here too the irish american when they were driven to america were seen as less than and there were a lot of hate crimes committed against them even though now we acknowledge that they're that they're white americans right but white americans of then did not really identify them as whites, and they were the ones who uh, really helped uh, cultivate the labor movement and help win a lot of those labor battles because they had to. It was a classism issue that they were a part of, but they experienced racism there as well because of that dynamic situation. So there's all kinds of factors that contribute to this, folks. And People of color can most definitely be racist against other people of color. People of color can most definitely be racist against white people. And interpersonal racism is perfectly explaining this because it talks about how it can come from anything. Anything can cultivate this, even oppression. Even oppression can cultivate an interpersonal hate to another demographic. We're seeing that with black Americans against white Americans a lot as well, but it doesn't excuse the racism. And it certainly doesn't mean that it's not a uh, anti-white hate-driven crime if that leads to an action by a person of color towards a white American. That's just the reality. Just to throw in a little bit of global international historical context here as well, a lot of people are proclaiming that the white Anglo-Saxon developed and cultivated this race separation issue to rally their own white folks against other groups in this empirical uh, race to control resources in the world. Well, that's actually kind of <laughs> undermining the nomadic battles that we've had in the way past that's undermining the mongolians who use those same tactics against chinese the japanese for god's sakes thought that they were the superior race much like the nazis did so you can't just say nazis because europe and they're white and ignore japanese empires and what they wanted to do against the rest of the world and saw themselves as supreme supremacists to other races it was racially driven that is racism folks that's rallying your national group that's all japanese against others like the chinese they did racial bigotry against the chinese when they invaded china when they were fighting against the chinese as well so there is so much nuance here. Look, we're all racist at the end of the day or have the capacity to be racist and bigoted. That is our interpersonal racism that we contribute to it. And as a multicultural country that just keeps getting more and more diverse, 
it seems to be problematic to continue this narrative of exclusionary racism from the left and saying that whites cannot experience it. That is my headline story for today, folks. Consider subscribing to the channel if you follow news and politics. Go check out my Patreon for more great content, and I'll catch everybody in the next video. Please leave a comment, leave a dislike, leave a like, and I'll catch everybody tomorrow. Oh, 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 oh,